Hello and welcome to the Eternity Project podcast. My name's Esther Corrigan and I'll be your host along with my husband, Matt. Eternity Project is a UK-based Catholic ministry sharing the teaching of St John Paul II's Theology of the Body. We really believe that this teaching can change hearts, change lives, change families and even change society as a whole. In today's episode, we are celebrating the fact that it's Christmas! And we're thinking about how theology of the body is relevant to the incarnation of Christ. Welcome, happy Christmas, or or happy nearly Christmas, depending on when you're listening to this. Um, It's happened, we made it. Despite all the difficulties and the ups and downs of this year, uh, Christ has come. Here we are, again, unless you're not listening to this on Christmas Day, (laughs) in which case you're still waiting, but, you know, he's coming, he's on his way. Yeah, this episode is a slightly um, festive, special edition. I don't know what makes it special in that we're not (laughs) doing anything special for it other than talking about Christmas and interrupting the normal flow of our... But that's cycle. what makes it special. But that's We're that's what makes the cycle <laughs> yeah, to celebrate the birth yeah. of Christ. To celebrate the incarnation of our Lord and Saviour Jesus. Esther, tell us more about that. Yeah, it's it's really funny to think about theology of the body at Christmas, actually, because you know, sometimes we think of theology of the body as theology of our body. And mm. you know, it's easy to think well, at Christmas, we're celebrating the birth of Jesus. We're not celebrating our own birthday. We're not celebrating, you know, our own lives. It's the life of Jesus that we're thinking about here. But, I mean, Jesus had a body just like ours. That's that's the whole point of him being human and divine. He became every bit like us. And so when, in a sense, is theology of the body more important than at Christmas mm-hmm. when Christ took on his body? Yeah. Um, John Paul II, in his theology of the body... He says, he says it like this. He says, through the fact that the word of God became flesh, the body entered theology. Now, Christopher West, who is an incredible scholar of theology of the body, and he's written, um, well, lots of beginner books, but particularly theology of the body for beginners. He paraphrases that to make it super simple and just incredibly grounding, I think, in, in this amazing fact that Jesus took on a body. He says... Very simply, when Christ entered the body, the body entered theology. I love that. Wow. I know, yeah. right? When Christ entered the body, the body entered theology. So he's saying, yeah. you know, what more justification for this teaching of St. John Paul II do we need yeah. other than the fact that Christ chose to take on a body? Now, he could have come spiritually. He didn't have to come yeah. physically. God is all-powerful. But when we think about what Jesus went on to do, which is make the ultimate sacrifice of death for our redemption and for our salvation, we see how essential that body was Mm. to his work of salvation because he couldn't die if if he had no body. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the essence of Jesus' mission, isn't it? That he Mm. came came to, to give us an example of how to live, but ultimately he came to give himself as a sacrifice mm. and to die as a ransom yeah. for, for us kind of on that on that theme celebrating jesus's birth i love this time 
for a number of reasons, um, one of which is because there are so many great feasts that follow on. You know, I think when we look at our, our secular world, trees come down on Boxing Day, decorations go away, and, and you know, maybe we hang on for um, for New Year's Day, or New Year's Eve rather, but as, as Catholics, actually, Christmas starts on Christmas Day, mm. or Christmas Eve. The Christmas season starts. You know, um, and, and we have so much to celebrate. Um, and I know it's been a rough year for, for so many of us, for all of us, really. But we have so many ways that we can celebrate, to love the Lord and to just to be thankful in this season. Um, and so one of the things that I really love is what you know we call Boxing Day, but I prefer to call it St. Stephen's Day. Um, the reason I love St. Stephen's Day is partly because I grew up as an altar surfer um, and it was always, you know, a day to, to remember St. Stephen being the, the patron saint of, of altar servers. I loved it because in my church all the altar servers got chocolate that day. See, we didn't we didn't get that. We, we didn't were get spoiled. That. Yeah. But um but I, I knew it was an important day. But I, I always felt it seemed a bit oddly placed. You know, we've just celebrated the birth of Jesus. We're now celebrating the first martyr of the early church. Seems a bit strange. Um but I've come to learn some reasons why maybe he's uh, he's placed there. Uh, number one being that as soon as we celebrate the incarnation, we then are reminded of Jesus' mission. Saint Stephen, like Jesus, uh, he came and he was a witness and he was unjustly and wrongfully killed, mm. just like Jesus was. Yeah. And Saint Stephen also, he gives us an example to follow, an example of a great teacher, a great lover of the Lord, and also a great forgiver. You know, he, as he was being stoned to death, said he said father don't hold this sin against them just as christ himself on the cross says father forgive them they don't know what they're doing and so when we think of of saint stephen and that that feast that's one way uh, that we can engage with and celebrate this this beautiful season i love going to, to mass on saint stephen's day uh, and just hearing the readings and and reflecting on then that mission that Christ is coming to fulfil at Easter time, you know, in a few months' time, and so go get yourself to Mass um, on uh, on Saint Stephen's Day, and then the rest of the feast days, you know, Holy Innocents, Saint John, Holy Family, um, Holy Family Mary, Mother of God. There are so many oh, things to celebrate in the coming weeks in our Catholic Church. So um, yeah, so just tell us a few more ways that we're celebrating the Christmas season. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's really interesting that you've referenced the Christmas season there as part of the liturgical year in terms mm. of, you know, what feast days are placed where and what are placed within that season of the church's year. Because if we think about the liturgical year or or the last kind of calendar year and the liturgical, the parts of the liturgical year that are fitted yeah. into that, it's been such a weird year because we haven't been able to celebrate very much of that together as a church. There's been no. so much of that time spent in lockdown where actually one of the fruits of that time has been that home liturgy yeah. has become more sort of commonplace and I guess more kind of appreciated. And I know that now you know, we do have the privilege of being able to go back into our places of worship and to celebrate mass in person rather than sort of via live stream. Yeah. But there's no reason that that fruit of learning more about our home liturgy has to end. Oh, cool. um, and in a sense, in, in this season... It's the perfect time to be living that out more than ever because we're already used to decorating our homes and doing things actively that celebrate Christmas, giving gifts, mm -hmm. spending time with family. It's, it's kind of part and parcel of the season that we're in um, in a secular sense as much as it is in a, a religious sense. So 
why not bring elements of that home liturgy into that? So if we think about what liturgy is, well, really it, it, it's visible signs of our worship and our, of our communion with God. Mm. So that's exactly what the theology of the body is teaching us about. It's the sacramental worldview. So how does what we do with our, our body or how does how we perceive the world around us yeah. reflect something of mm. either the nature of, of God or of our relationship with him and our seeking of a relationship with him. So, you know, just a few examples, I suppose, of ways that, that we're living out that liturgy at home. One is that we've got, well, for the first year, actually, we've got an Advent wreath yeah. on our dining table. I did sort of overestimate, we have a 23-month-old son now, and I did sort of overestimate what his engagement might be with that. I thought it would be a nice craft activity for us to do together. It definitely <laughs> was not. I definitely ended up making that myself whilst he did colouring with Matt. Yeah. But nevertheless, it's a part of our home liturgy. He's enjoyed lighting the candles and blowing them out with help, obviously. Um, but it's also just been a really great focal point uh, for for us to centre ourselves hmm. on what this season means. And week on week through Advent as well to think about that journey through as we yeah. light more candles around hmm. that wreath. I feel like the more we engage with Advent as well, the more I appreciate the waiting and then mm. the coming of Christ at yeah, Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. And you know we've waited so long for christmas matt you were saying a minute ago about how lots of people might take their decorations down before new year because christmas mm. season is over but for us as catholics christmas season is just beginning yeah. um, and liturgically that goes on until the baptism of christ which is the second of february so in our house um and and i think <laughs> matt you've been the instigator of this you're very fiercely liturgical in this way oh, yeah. but uh <laughs> we like to keep our christmas tree up until the second of february yeah so it seems extreme, it seems a long way away, but that's celebrating the whole of the Christmas season. Christmas isn't one day. Mm. It is that whole season until that mm. time of year. And if you think about it in a secular worldview, you know, you put your tree up the 1st of December, it comes down 20. It's true. We put ours up much later than that. We put ours up probably within the last week of Advent normally, yeah. if not Christmas Eve. Yeah. Um, and the final thing that we just wanted to highlight as well is the Feast of the Epiphany coming up on the 6th of January. It's also a special... Uh, Eve for us, given that our little boy's birthday is the 7th. He yeah. was so nearly born on the Epiphany, yeah. but it was 6am on the 7th that he <laughs> finally arrived. Um, but on the Feast of the Epiphany, one of the church's traditions is that we bless our home um, with blessed chalk. So you can get this from your parish priest. I think, I believe actually you can just take chalk to just your parish priest and have it blessed. Priest. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there is a particular formula that you can probably find online or, or from the priest if need be. Yeah. Um, that you can chalk above your door and it's just that visible sign of consecrating our home mm. and our family life um, to Jesus and and being a gift in the way that the wise men brought gifts to Jesus mm. saying we want to do the same as they did in this year in our house. Mm. It's another way of making I don't know making making church fun for ourselves yeah. as well I mean you know it's not it's not that everything has to be fun to be good and whatever but i think but especially with children it really helps to yeah. engage that way yeah absolutely um and so my, yeah i think our question perhaps just to leave you with is um and it's important also to say that the church and canon law they don't uh, they don't dictate what ways we celebrate um feasts in our home there is no you know there is no right and wrong to it to a degree but i think it's important that we that we think for ourselves and what what ways can i continue to celebrate this christmas time this, this moment of, of god with mm -hmm. us 
through the coming Christmas season? So that's our question to you. How, how can you celebrate Christmas in the coming weeks of the Christmas season? And I tell you what we could actually do. There's a fantastic book that we use year round. I think it's called Catholic All Year Round, isn't it? Um, it, is. it is. We'll pop that in the show notes because that's an incredible book Love by book. a lady called Kendra Tierney. He's <laughs> American about almost, I won't say every feast day of the year, but a good number of them. Certainly um, all the big ones. All the big ones, definitely. But some really, really good well. kind of um, niche suggestions as, as to how you can celebrate yeah. these feast days in your home. Yeah. So Merry Christmas, God bless, and Christ has come. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that has blessed you in some way. Make sure you head over to our website, eternityproject.co.uk, to get signed up to receive updates about new content that we'll be releasing. We have a load of blogs, spiritual reflections on theology of the body being released regularly, so go and check that out. Also, please give us a five-star rating and get subscribed on whatever podcast app you use. And please remember to share it with your friends and family. Until next time. <laughs>